Hello and welcome to the Brand Explorer podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Belling, coming to you from Munich. These interviews explore the trails and passes people have taken to build successful brands in the cycling community. Listen to their lessons from their own personal experience. Enjoy the ride. The cycling world is considering Copenhagen as heaven, having all those white bike paths. Hans Foe, Bullet Cargo Bikes co-founder and CEO, knows better by experience, riding his bike to work every day. People are getting scared of too many bikes today, he says. So, even heaven needs an update every once in a while. His partner Larry is living and working 10,000 kilometers away in Taiwan, making sure ideas become real bikes. The Larry versus Harry philosophy has been working for both successfully since 2008, when they started to develop the successor of the first ever Long John cargo bike. We talk about the story behind the verses in Harry versus Larry and how it all started, how hard it is to design a cargo bike and why, and their passion for spring classics. Enjoy the ride. Harry, good morning to Denmark, Copenhagen. How are you? Morning, Diego. Well, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. It's uh, it's been raining the last 24 hours, but not finally it stopped. So that's uh, considered a good morning in Copenhagen. Okay. Did Did you ride your bike to work? Well, actually, I slept at the office, <laughs> but 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 that was because I, I came in yesterday night and and was so wet from the rain that uh, I I didn't really have the patience to go back home. So uh, so no, I didn't. But my bike is parked out there, and uh, and when I'm leaving today, I I will not take a shortcut. I will take the long way home and and get a nice bike ride. Enjoy the non-raining Copenhagen. So what, what's the difference between the straight uh, and the and the long version? Uh, around 30 kilometers. So, uh, I think I end up around 40 kilometers going home. Nice. Yeah. So, looking you know, forward. You're right now you're, you're in your office in, 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 uh, in Copenhagen, right? Yes. Now I sit here at, uh, at Nervo, the, uh, the Northern part of, of Copenhagen where we have, uh, our office and our workshop and our, well, kind of our developed department here. We, we think the big thoughts. The big thoughts, okay. Mm -hmm. So thinking big, um, you know, after after two years of uh, COVID lockdowns and nowhere to go, we just had um, two trade shows back to back, one in Eurobike and one in Munich. Unfortunately, I heard you you couldn't go. But did you get any any feedback or did you hear anything? What happened at the shows? Well, I would say that uh, yeah, I I. I skipped going uh due to the COVID 19 and 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 the unpredictable world that it is um but I, after two years without trade fairs i i think that everybody in the business if if we sit alone with the beer we would we would agree that trade fairs well to put it polite are tough and and uh and sometimes nice to escape a trade fair or two but in this case i actually missed eurobike i i, I felt like i was being held outside and, and not okay. really knowing what goes on. Uh, I had some nice photos and, 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 and saw some, some respond on, on my bike and I saw some new stuff coming up and, uh, 
Well, it's interesting. Uh, and uh, now I'm yeah. hungry for fares again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I had the, I was lucky. I just drove down there and uh, it felt good seeing people getting the energy. Um, but uh, your bike was there, you know, even so you weren't there. I saw, you know, you're lucky because you have this uh, partnership with Shimano, which is uh, uh, looking great. A blue bike, a blue bullet. How, how did this happen? Well, um, we've been like, we've been working with Shimano for, for, for all the years and, and it's been, uh, it's been interesting and, 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 and we always been the, well, you, you will always be small compared to Shimano. Um, but the bigger we get and the bigger the cargo bike market is getting, the, the more interest comes from Shimano. And, and, and recently they, Uh, they launched the cargo version of uh, their step system. And uh, for showing that, it was, uh, well, their choice to put up a bullet. Fortunately, we, we do have a bike that actually fits the blue color of Shimano. So it was, uh, it was a nice fit. I would say it was a win-win. But uh, of course, I was very proud to see my bike being displayed by, by the biggest player in the business. Uh, it, it means a lot, for sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah, congrats. Hey, you just mentioned that uh, that trade shows are tough, right? Before, from your point of view, what what's the toughness that you see? In well, I would say that the, that overall, going to Eurobike, it's a huge fair, and 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 being able to see what's interesting and not miss not miss that small part that was really the highlight of of the whole fair is difficult because it is so big that you that you tend to get blind walking around. Uh, then of course, just just talking to uh, to friends and colleagues and and customers and and then in the evening go out and have a drink with them. It uh, yeah, I can feel age uh, after a few days on on the fair. <laughs> okay, I see, I see. Yeah, definitely. A walking around, standing, talking all day um, takes its toll. And uh, as you said, the the amount, sheer amount of, of uh, new things or different things to digest. This time, what you missed though was uh, um, for the first time, Eurobike had uh, a cargo bike section. So half of the hall was uh, dedicated only to cargo bike manufacturers, um, which was, I, I thought, a nice uh, um, farewell for for the last Eurobike at Friedrichshafen to see all those cargo manufacturers. Um, one thing I I did barely see was a bike without an E uh, support. What are your thoughts on this one? Are, are the times over now for for cargo bikes without e? Well, not in my opinion. When when I'm saying that I take uh, the long way home today, it's it's on a cargo bike with no e. Uh, of course, I live in Copenhagen, and 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 from the 40 kilometers on this specific part, I think that I would gain 20 to 30 height meters. So so that said, it's it's a little easier to uh, to ride a cargo bike without the e uh, so i completely we have seen the growth in in cargo bikes with with electric assist for yeah six seven years now i should say uh but, but it's it seems that everybody as you clearly explained are going electric so i think that there will be business for non-electric uh and now we are one of the few bikes that actually offers a non-electric version um and 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 personally i really like it really really like it i'm glad to hear you still like your 
you're a non-electric <laughs> bike. Uh, um, uh, and it could also be that that it uh, this is this is a preference for certain cities too, because I just was in Berlin and I saw a lot of bullet bikes in Berlin as well. As it, 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 it of course is a lot cheaper to go for a non-electric uh, cargo bike. So so I would say that the entry level it, it includes more people, uh, but of course it also includes that that you push a little harder, that you're a little more dedicated in what you're doing. But at the same time. I, I do not have to go do any fitness or, or, or weightlifting or anything. I just take my bike and, and include my my personal transport in, uh, in in the exercise that I get. So so for me, it's it's a no brainer. But but I'm also sure that the day that I go electric, it's it's difficult to go back again. Okay, but I'm, I'm I guess you've tried the electric, and if it's just for testing reason. Well, I did. I did electric for a couple of weeks some years ago, and then going back to my normal bike, I had to stop four times on, on my way home to make sure that the brakes were not really just hanging on the discs because it, it, it felt really, really <laughs> slow. <laughs> and, and so I realized, well, if 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 you go electric, well, then watch out because you're probably going to do it for the rest of your life. Do you remember your first time when you started riding cargo bikes? Ooh. Yes, I do. Um, I, I didn't originally came from this business. Uh, I used to be a carpenter, and and my business was based on cargo bikes. Uh, okay, we were just doing the jobs around Copenhagen and 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 riding on bikes mainly for I, I think in the beginning because it was it was cheap and convenient, but in the long run because it. It was still cheap and convenient, but it also made a statement to the customers that we were the green carpenters, and, and they liked it, and they liked right. it more and more. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's many years ago. Uh, I had a trike back then for a start. Then I added the trailer to the trike. It was That was a huge drive train. So I went for two wheelers of a different kind, and then... In the end, I could see that I really needed something else. I needed something faster, something more convenient. And well, since we couldn't find it, <laughs> we had to invent it ourselves. Okay, so th this leads us to the story: like, how how did then uh, the the jump, the move, come to to bullet bikes? And uh, where and when did you do run into uh, Lars? Well, me and Lars actually went to school together. Uh, okay. that's a couple of that's a couple of years ago. I will not come into how many years it, it is. Uh, it, it, I will get tired of just counting. But uh, many years ago, we went to school together, and uh, and 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 we did some stuff over the years together. Some some crazy projects, and uh, but always had the bicycle as our as our main focus, and and we discussed bike race and and, and discussed bicycles overall. Um, and when he went into the the cargo bike business uh i of course followed that from from the side uh and he started to develop a trike with uh with a danish uh, bike producer uh and i was i was being used as a test person for that because i had so much experience with cargo bikes at that time um and finally after years of development and testing they came up with a very very nice trike uh But still, we could see that my old two-wheel long john, which is like the original Danish two-wheel cargo bike, 
it was actually faster and more convenient that that this new magic wonder. So we started to discuss maybe. maybe so who were they? They they, yeah, that's winter bikes uh, okay. here in Denmark, uh, and they made the the trike the kangaroo, which is yes. still still pretty outstanding for a trike. Uh, but then again, we just saw the benefits of two wheels. And you just mentioned this, uh, the, the long John, right? Uh, yes. From, from original, like from uh, Smith and Smith and Co., right? Yes. So did you have, have one of those? Yes, I did. I have a, I had a 60-year-old long John, and uh, I replaced the wheels and, and made it a little sporty. But still, looking at it, <laughs> it was still a 60-year-old bike. But it was so fast. It was so convenient. It had so many benefits that... Uh, that we started to to discuss how is it that that the best trike that you can get at the moment is still getting beaten by a 60-year-old two-wheel cargo bike. And uh, that kind of led us into the, the idea of, of updating the, the two-wheeler. So it was the discussion between three or two wheels that, that uh, sparked your idea to start Bullet. Yes. It okay. was. It, it 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 was. It was the wonders that how come an old two wheeler is so much better than than a three wheeler? Could we actually? Could we even upgrade that even more? And you just said that you were discussing racing, uh, but did any one of you also race yourself? Did you race bikes? Uh, no, not uh, not at that time. Um, when i got into the cargo biking we invented the racing or we reinvented the, the cargo racing uh it used to be a thing here in copenhagen uh called the Svaya Löbel. uh that was something back in the 50s and 60s but uh due to well you can call it progress but due to cars taking over we were actually uh, or the races were actually stopping at 1960 but in 2008 we took up the races again and and, and started to do cargo racing and uh well since it's it's my ball i want to play so uh so i was racing too and and then we went into the messenger championships as well so uh, so yeah how did cargo racing look like in 2008 well it it uh it looked surprisingly fast it's if 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 you if you transfer it into automobiles this is like the truck race so it's uh it's it's crazy it's really really crazy and and, and those bikes can can ride pretty fast but in terms of what, what's the craziness is, is is it a circuit course is it a a to b or how do you race no uh, what 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 we're doing in Copenhagen is that uh that we get uh the municipality hands us some some part of Copenhagen that we can use for for making up a track and uh, so we make a circuit go around you go the first round without anything and then you load the bikes and take three more rounds and then selecting and selecting and refining and in and the end the finals <laughs> it's uh and then it's good fun a lot of beer i guess danish beer well, afterwards, 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 we do not combine it now. It's because we might race for fun, but uh, but you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once once they say start, people forget everything and just go crazy. So and then back back with the racing, two thousand eight also started your your business. Then with was uh, Harry versus Larry, right? 
Was that the time? Larry war? versus Harry. Last got first in the name, but uh, oh, sorry. he's the oldest. So Larry, Larry versus Harry, then. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So let, let's start here with like. Um, there's many names. There's Hans and uh, Lars and Hans, Larry versus Harry and Bullet. Okay. So yes. first, like, how did you guys come from Lars and Hans to to Larry and Harry? Well, we um, we worked or last worked in Taiwan for years, and uh, and in Taiwan, it's it's like in China, the tradition of if you want to oh. do international business, you you you're not named Chen, you're named John or Jim or Jack or Bill, and and Lars and Hans was the same. It 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 was a little Scandinavian, so so we took our aliases, Larry and Harry. Okay, but but y your name is not Larry and Harry; it's Larry versus. So what what is the versus? Uh... <laughs> well, it 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 was obvious that we should be Larry and Harry, but uh, but I would say that that uh, the friendship and and the, the cooperation between Larry and me has has been like more versus than it has been and over the years. It's uh, it's one big struggle, and 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 we're both very stubborn and and have very. We have a lot of ideas, so when discussing these ideas, it, it's difficult to get. Well, if if we're discussing, do we do we want a blue or a red bike? If I want a red and he want a blue, it it really takes a lot of effort to convince the other guy. So wow. back in the days, it it often ended up in a fight. Uh, we're we're happily to say that uh, uh, we're too old for that shit now. So. Uh, so, so fortunately, we're a little we're we're a little more calm, but but the, all the processes are so difficult. We have to go into these long discussions, but in the end, I think that it it makes it's one of the part that makes the product so good that uh, it's it's not only just saying I want it like this. No, you have to you have to argue, you have to 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 like explain in a good way why it has to be like that. Well, and you're still still working together, so uh, it must work, right? Well, it it, it we, we we're a bit fortunate because uh, we actually work in in two different places. I'm situated here in in Copenhagen, and he's situated in Taiwan. Now he's been caught there for almost one and a half year with uh, with the COVID situation, uh, but sitting at offices like ten thousand kilometers away from each other. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned that Taiwan uh, Lars was in, in Taiwan before. So what what brought him uh, to Taiwan before your enterprise started? Well, that was that was when he started to doing the trikes for for winter bikes. So uh, so he's been up there for almost twenty years now. But without COVID, he would return to Copenhagen. And how often? What what routine? Well, he's it 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 uh, less and less, I would say, but a couple of times a year he comes back and and check that everything's okay and say hello to his family and friends and, and and well, not least his partner. If you speak to somebody a bullet, it's not just about a bike, but everybody that I spoke to, it feels like uh, they speak like they're part of the family. And when <laughs> when you look at your website, when you look at the bikes the people is like feels like you you've been lucky to build a community is, is that something you had intended when you started or how how do you see this uh bullet family community growth 
I tend to, well, now, now we're called versus, but maybe I'm getting soft on my older days because I, I, I would say that I, I, I would, I would uh, credit Larry on that one because it is a nice bike. It, it, it is a wonderful bike and I, I, I'm the biggest fan myself. So I, I do understand that people really, well, it really changes lives. Uh, and I think that feeling that you you buy something and then you realize that it's it it really did something to your life and and your logistics and whatever you're doing, uh, it it gives you a, a, a certain attraction to the product. Uh, I think that's that has a lot to do with it, um, and how the whole family and 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 that whole community started. I I don't know maybe. Maybe we just consider our customers good friends, and and well, it, it's so nice of them coming into our shop and buying one of our products. Well, thanks a lot. It's, how how can I not love these people? Uh, and and it seems that that people get very well together, and, and well, all of a sudden we're one big family. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, something specific to 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 this cargo brand, um, and and I saw it in in uh, in many different places. So you must be doing something uh, very nice and right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to well realize that once in a while that you didn't do it all wrong. And and then at the same time, also your bike is you know you said transport right. I mean on your website you can see all the people transporting everything from dogs, kids, uh, cargo. Um, but also uh, it seems like it became a fashion statement, right? You see like see the bike as decoration in fashion shops. I saw it in Berlin or. Uh, in, in cosmetic, nicely built up with a coffee machine. Um, is that something also you you just experience, or is it do you drive this? How did this happen? Well, I think that overall the the, the cargo bike has become the symbol of, of a green lifestyle, mm -hmm. and and of course that attracts a lot of of, of the shops and 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 more com for more commercial use that you can show that that you have a green attitude just by showing the bike. Um, but the overall idea of, of, of the look of the bike and, and looking good on the bike and, and having it as an accessory like uh, like a Louis Vuitton bag or, or, or likewise, uh, I think it had to do with our approach to building bikes that – Well, when we came into the market, we could see that that all the all the cargo bikes out there were were kind of looking at each other and, and trying to to look the same. Um, we didn't really look at the cargo bikes; we looked more at at, uh, at the cars and and older cars from, especially the seventy cars from 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 America. These bright colored, huge, enormous muscle cars that were so good looking, and 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 I know. It, it fortunately we do not burn the same amount of gasoline on, on our bikes but but getting the same or, or having the same approach as as the automobile industry well looking at the automobile industry they they actually did a good job uh, you have to say no matter you like the cars or not they did a good job so following in their trades uh, seems to be uh, the right decision so so we did that and and realized that if you offer like four or five thousand euros on a bike you want to look good you you want you want it to be a cool accessory and, and so with the cars is, is that something that uh, does one of you have a passion for for these old 70s cars or oh yeah we both have we're <laughs> we're so we're so dedicated to bikes and and 
And basically, I'm not really fond of cars in the city, but I'm a huge car lover. <laughs> okay. Well, what's what's your personal favorite? Like like that? They say, "Wow, that." Well, I, I I do like the colors. I do like all all the design and the craziness of of the '70s muscle cars. Uh, it's it's amazing. The They're so unpractical and stupid, but at the same time, it's it's those are amazing, amazing uh, pieces of machinery. Yeah. Do you have one or? No, no. I'm 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 a bike man. So you're you're, <laughs> so, you're pure pure cyclist. Yeah, as I say, I, I I don't have time for a car. It's it's just too slow for my lifestyle. Speaking about lifestyle, um, I don't know whether you heard this. Uh, but in, in Germany now, especially with the election coming up, um, the Green Party is pushing uh, cargo bikes to subsidize the, the sales with, uh, with some tax money. Has that been the part in, in, in Denmark as well? Have, have cargo bikes been uh, subsidized by the government? No. No. Um, when you come to Copenhagen, it, 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 well, I, I would say that, that – uh, Going outside Copenhagen opened my eyes in in the sense that when you come back, you realize what it is that you have. Now, I, I, I ride on the bike lane every morning and I take it for granted, but uh, I have a couple of, of guests here today that went down the bike lane this morning and uh, they're still in kind of shock about uh, <laughs> the rush hour. It's just crazy. It's just amazing. But you don't see it if you do it every day. And, and I think that we do not see the cargo bikes here they're just here it's it's a part of of, of our traffic system and a part of, of of riding around every morning and and every afternoon um so no we don't get any subsidies for for cargo bikes we we just buy them <laughs> as simple as that yeah may I ask what what country are your guests from that they're so shocked um they're french okay Yeah. But but I'm kind of shocked every morning arriving. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to arrive and work and in one piece. It's it's when we arrive here, we we have the discussion every morning, like uh, who who had like the worst experience this morning, who was who was almost run over by an e-bike or, or having somebody talking on the phone while riding a trike and all that stuff. So it's it it is kind of shocking, I have to say. So. So despite having these wonderful, wide, big uh, cycling lanes, um, it is stressful to, to, to ride your bike in, in Copenhagen. Well, I have to say that, that well, deep inside, I love it. Um, but of course, it, 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 it is very special. And yes, we, we built our, our bike lanes very wide. So there was room enough for the trikes, especially, and, and for the rush hours. But even though... Uh, we we build it into an already constructed city, so so there's a limitation of how wide we can make the bike lanes, and I have to say they're not wide enough. Uh, and I think at the moment that uh, maybe it's stabilized, but or maybe we're just losing a little bit of, of bicyclists here every every year because people get well, they don't feel really safe uh, because of the amount of bikes. Okay. So even though it's good that there's a big trend of more bikes, it's also now coming back that people are scared. You're saying, well, it's it. You need to follow up on on the success with the infrastructure. Right. You 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 need to to push it, and and we cannot say that Copenhagen is perfect now. It's not. It, it it's it's one big mess, and and we need to improve all the time. Uh, 
well, I'm calling it one big mess, but again, I, I just had to go outside Denmark and, and ride in another big city, and then I'll come back here and think it's it's the heaven. <laughs> yeah, but 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 even but even heaven needs needs to be updated and needs improvements <laughs> all the time. Nicely said. Even heaven needs an update. So um, you said you write a lot, and uh, um, in some of your videos, you know, you also share that experience of like uh, giving these tips. Uh, seems yes. like you you just started these. Uh, Larry versus Harry uh, videos, YouTube, and having a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, well. I have to say, making videos is is tough work, but but it is. It, our idea was that now we are building of a certain quality, and I think it's it's important. We see it in in the shop when when uh, customers are coming in, bring in their bike. That what happens if you do no maintenance at all. And, and I'm, I'm talking about maybe spending five or ten minutes a week will save you a lot of money in the end. And 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 we thought it's it's more important than ever because the shortage of, of components out there right now means that well, usually we we just say to to the customers well if 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 you want we can take care of your bike it will be a little expensive if you do nothing but but now we actually well. We try to put a little pressure on them saying, come on, clean your chain because you might not get a new chain in the next year. There's a long, long, long waiting time for, for well, small parts like chains. So so do pay attention to your bike. Is it something you, you really can transfer to the customer that there's a, a shortage in, in supply chain right now? Do they understand from your no. point of view? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, well, you cannot... You cannot uh, you cannot teach these people really to to start to maintain your bike, but uh, we we started to hand out small cans of oils and and, and okay. stuff like that for the customers and cloth and, and tell them, well, go see our videos and just give it just give it a little attention. Yeah, they say, and I'm sure that that going out of the shop, they feel they will do it, but well, then they pick up the kids and they had to do dinner and and, and put the kids to bed and brush their teeth and uh, well. It, it, it's not going to be today. No, no time for bike service. No, no, okay. unfortunately. But but the core idea is is that well, maintain your stuff because I I look at my bike and I put so little effort into it, but still just a little tiny bit, and it makes a huge difference. A huge difference. And you and you put a lot of miles on your bike, right? I mean, like you ride all year, and and yeah, uh, I've heard crazy numbers that that you've been riding certain parts. Plus ten thousand plus kilometers, right? Yeah, yeah. It 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 adds up if, right. if you ride every day, and 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 then you also use it for for well uh, recreational use and 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 go bike racing on on the bike. So yeah, it 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 adds up being a lot of kilometers. But uh, then again, I I feel that if I had to tell people about this bike, I need to know it. I need to, I I need to live it like this myself. It it's. Well, and, 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 and taking Eurobike as a good example, you will see the, the lines of cars in the morning and you you think, well, it might be a good idea if somebody took the bike. We wouldn't have all, <laughs> we wouldn't have to sit here wait for so long. Uh, and I think it's it's just it's it's a part of being in, in this industry that I also understand what the products that I'm selling. Okay. And 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 no better way than to ride my bike and, and well and, and besides that I really as I said I am the biggest fan myself. So designing a a, a bike is one thing but uh 
when when you design and and, and build a a cargo bike what what is the from your point of view the the hardest part well i i would say that it it you do not know how it actually acts it's 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 a huge bike and and when we did this nobody had done a frame in 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 the same way we did it what just a short explanation uh, to understand the bullet frame is that Uh, normally on a on a cargo bike on a two-wheeler you have like a frame and on top of that you put a basket we included the basket in the frame construction which which made it like a 3d uh product of a frame and um and that was was very very different and and riding a bike like that is uh, you never know how it's, it's gonna end up you never know how it's gonna ride if it's gonna shake or if it's gonna be unstable if it's not nice to ride Uh, so especially going downhill the first time is always interesting on a new bike. Um, How do you test downhill in Copenhagen? <laughs> well, we do have some, we do have some hills. You have to go outside Copenhagen, but we do have some, we do have some hills where you can test it. And and then of course we have some, some customers in South of Copenhagen that uh, are South of Denmark that can go to some completely different hills and, and take it there. Uh, I've, I've I've been riding in Italy to to test that downhill uh, to see how it worked and uh, <laughs> yeah I would just say to to answer your question again that uh, it, it it's it's a surprise if if it works good uh, but it did it actually did the, the the bullet construction was correct okay so the, the you're both Danish right even so yes. yeah. Lars uh, is living in Taiwan and. And so I was just um, thinking out loud, you know, what what do I connect, you know, with with uh, with, with Denmark, or what do people connect, you know? It's it's a beautiful country, you know. But the, so the one thing is the the toughness, the, the Danish dynamite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did we did beat the Germans in in, in Saga some years ago. Yes. <laughs> we do remember. We do remember. Yeah, are, are you a soccer fan? Well, of course I am. It's uh, we still have all the flags and and the Viking helmets left around here at the workshop from from the last tournament. Uh, so, did you do you also remember the the that, that June in '92 when when you beat Germany? I, I, yes, I do. I, I this is something my kids sit around the bonfire and I tell them stories about '92. Uh, yes, it it was a very a very special moment for Denmark for sure. We're not of, used to winning. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> big, big surprise, right? You go oh, to a tournament yeah. and you don't know what happens. No, um, no, great. I mean, but but this this attitude of like you know toughness and uh, and uh, and and the will to to push through in in the Danish, uh, you know, um, is there a little bit in you and and, and Larry as well, right? Seems like it, um, pushing through tough stuff. Well, I don't know if if it has to do with us as persons or as Danes, but I think that uh, overall, I think the Danes are tough people, and uh, and 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 they know what they want, and and when they want it, they really want it. Uh, so I, I think that helped a lot for 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 Lars and I. Right. On the other hand, you know something that that uh, um, Denmark is also. Um well known and number one is like uh denmark is the the country with the happiest people <laughs> uh, do, do you know yeah. this this happiness uh, indicator that they do every few years yeah, yeah. I, i i do it's uh 
it's 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 crazy that we're so happy but uh, yeah just pleased <laughs> that it's actually yeah i have uh, i have here my happy meter so uh, oh, you you happy, happy see how, uh, yeah 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 all things have a happy meter so and, and uh, how does it how does it work how does your happy meter work well it's always on max we're always super happy so okay uh, <laughs> yeah okay well i know it it uh, i don't know uh, i would say that that if 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 we take the happiness into the context of biking uh I was uh, a couple of years ago in, in Los Angeles for a week and uh, I could not bike. I could only drive a car. And I realized that part of my happiness is actually connected to biking. I, I think it's part of my freedom and uh, and it, it, it gives me the right to go wherever I want and not waiting in a line. Well, maybe not considered uh, on the busy on the busiest bike lane here at, at 8.30 in the morning. But besides that, I, I know how to avoid that specific point. Uh, I think biking is is one of the parts where where we are free people, free to do what we want, and that makes us happy. And even in these in these crazy times that we have right now, you know, with uh, Corona and the bike boom and and cargo is growing, um, so all this this uh, craziness coming together in a positive but also stressful way, uh, it seems like that um, you stay fairly relaxed. Is that the case, or you guys are now starting to get stressed too because everybody wants a, a cargo bike? Well, it, 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 I would say that the experience over the last one and a half year has been that that we ran into a lot of problems and and we try to solve a lot of problems, spend a lot of energy, and all of a sudden some of these problems solve themselves. Uh, so of course we we try to well help ourselves out of the problems but it we also learned that uh, that spending so much time panicking might not be worth the panic there will be time enough to panic when <laughs> when it really happens but uh, on the way to the panic now it we we're fairly relaxed at this point so you live that that uh, that relaxed uh, danish uh Hygge lifestyle and in that way. Yeah, yeah, we actually do. <laughs> it's, in, that's actually that's actually pretty true. We are into hygge and, and taking it a bit easy. Yeah. So hey, um, I'm I'm looking at your your office wall in the back there, and you have some uh, some great uh, history statements there. Um, uh, a picture of uh, Muhammad Ali. Is he yes. one of your of your role models or? Well, for sure, he is. It's 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 actually Lars who gave me that for a birthday present some years nice. ago. Um, but but yeah, we do have a lot of heroes and, and and a lot of people that we are inspired by, and 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 some of these people and and some of these things we we try to include in our whole universe of, of bicycles and 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 how we sell them. Uh, so you can say that looking into the the bullet universe, it it. it It's a reflection of of Lars and I, okay. uh, of of things that we love and and things that we are, are admiring and and are inspired by. Did you have an example on how you how you include those heroes in your universe? Well, we yeah we do have a we do have a bike uh, named Major Tom, okay. uh, and some people know Major Tom as as uh, one of the aliases for for David Bowie, but. Uh, also, Major Tom was was the nickname of Tom Simpson, the guy that died on Mont Blanc II during a Tour de France back in the 60s. 
So it combines the bicycle with the, with the rock and roll, and and it it's it. There's not like a simple a simple answer to where does uh, where do your inspiration come from and what is it a reference to? But it's a reference to a lot of things, and it it just shows that that we we pick all these small strange parts and pieces around. Yeah, I also I saw Elvis Presley running through your shop uh, in one of the videos. So his, his music is uh, is an important seems to be an important part for 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 uh, yeah i don't know I, I i don't know the, the, this elvis thing it's it's uh we, <laughs> we have it everywhere uh, so uh, so uh, yeah I, somebody some fan did some fan did send me this one uh a year ago i just received with the mail so i think elvis has has a huge impact here in the company and uh, and we made him like <laughs> our our hero and all this and uh and then we needed like it's larry and harry so so we took elvis and 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 stuntman from the 70s evil knievel and made them our our references we have to change the faces a little bit because uh there's some some um some rights that we do not want to break but okay. um we are inspired by these persons would say great and then there there's a, a picture You mentioned it like the, this is Paris Roubaix. Yes, um, there was uh, here at the office where I'm sitting. Used to work uh, a photographer who was uh, at that time the photographer from from one of the bigger teams, uh, and he took this marvelous photo of uh, of Paris Roubaix uh, some years ago. Uh, we, I, I, me and Larry, we like the the the, the racing the. But especially we like the classics and uh, and the spring classics in in Belgium and uh, and I actually been in Belgium with the bullets sometimes uh, riding parts of Paris Roubaix and parts of Tour de Flanders and uh, and we are actually going in a week to test uh, the um, uh, the world champion route in in uh, in Belgium going to try oh, really? some bullets yeah. Uh, so you're going to be at the worlds at the, during during the world championships there? Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. I want to see that. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> let that chance go. So it seems that COVID are allowing us to go, and uh, if if that's going to stick in a week, we're going for sure. And as you said, uh, taking your your bikes and and riding them on the course. Well, it's. <sighs> It, it there's something that that when you go on Koppenberg, which is one of the famous hills in in, in Tour de Flanders, it, it's just amazing to feel it on your own body, and 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 then to take your bike, your your own designed bike, and take that into this environment is is like it, it it fulfills a lot of things inside me. It might be a little stupid, but at the same time, it 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 proves well the diversity of the of, of the cargo bike and, and and shows that the limit well there are some limitations but but well don't accept them so if, if you ride as you said with your 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 cargo bike in in these areas where maybe some people are not so used like in copenhagen mm -hmm. I'm, i'm sure you're going to see some reactions um you remember some funny funny reactions you see when when you show up with your your cargo bike Well, I, I would say that that passing people on Koppenberg, they didn't look 
amused about that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but but mostly you hear about well they're shouting at you if if you're going to bring beers. It's it's mostly about that. <laughs> okay. I, I I are you the guy with the beers? It's 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 like okay. so let's meet in twenty kilometers and stuff like that. Also, oh, you you ride with a case of beer on your bike to to make friends. No, no, we don't. <laughs> but <laughs> but we could we could do that. But I would say that in Belgium they're going to be shaken. <laughs> yeah. Not much beer left then in the in, in the bottles. No, 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 probably not. So, uh, um, yeah, in the beginning you said you know you're in for 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 more more cargo and and bigger. Um, so, where where do you see cargo going? Is is there going to be bigger changes, or or how do you see this uh, this category progressing? I would say that uh, we we've been selling mostly for families over the years, but but now you see more and more businesses coming in. Uh, the world has a, a last mile delivery problem, uh, where we got used to seeing all these these automobiles driving into inner cities, trying to get rid of of all our parcels. And I think that with the knowledge and technology that we have today, it's It, it could be solved a lot by by cargo bikes. Uh, some 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 numbers saying that up to 50% of the last mile delivery could be solved by cargo bikes. So let's say that it's 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 just going to be 10% of those 50. It, it's still going to be a huge market for me and and all my colleagues in this business. Mm -hmm. If I if I read or saw right, some of uh, your bikes are used by 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 major uh, delivery service already, right? Like DHL yes. or Yeah, we do have DHL and and we do have FedEx, UPS, GLS. So uh, so yeah, they okay. they did start, but well, as as it is with some of these or most of these bigger companies, it takes time for them to get used to. It takes time to implant that into into their whole service system. But uh, once they start to like it, it those are good customers for sure. And so, is is there is there progress also in same delivery? Like you know, they need to make bigger bikes or different solutions for weights. Is there is there something that uh, uh, we might see in the future uh, of of uh, more specific delivery bullets, or how do you see this? Well, I would say that uh, that the bullet is is just one version of a of a bike that could could be uh, a part of this whole system delivering. Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, we see bigger bikes. We see trikes uh, with that can take more cubic meters. Um, so volume is, of course, one of the the issues that's been discussed on and on. Uh, and and the bullet fits in very very nicely in its own uh, category. But uh, there will be room for a lot of categories. And I I think that what we will see in in the following years will be a huge diversity of bikes on on the road. Uh, and it's going to be a challenge even for Copenhagen with, with our infrastructure system uh, is made for trikes but it's probably not made for four wheel bikes and four wheel bikes with trailers and, and bikes with electrified trailers and so on it's, it's going to be a lot of new vehicles that we did not know about just a few years ago that will be appearing on, on, on our streets <laughs> Hey, what, what, I want to go back to another point in terms of your, your, your testing and riding. What was the, the maximum speed you had on a, on a, on your bike, on your bullet bike going downhill? Well, I did, I think I did 75 in, in Italy, but I, I do have a, 
a friend and colleague, and I promised, uh, well, to uh, to him, so his wife will not know that I will not mention his name. But uh, he did uh, he did 114 kilometers an hour going 114. Downhill. Yes. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> but he says, yeah, it's no big deal. It it was very stable. It it was running perfectly smooth. Um, it's good knowledge for me uh, to know, but uh, not. I, I would probably not do it myself. Yeah. Hans, thank you so much for your time. This has been a, a very, very uh, um, interesting and, and, and great conversation. Learning a lot about the you and the your business. Um, <laughs> I wish you and and uh, whoever is going to the worlds uh, with your bikes a great time, great riding, thank and, you, and some good beers. And uh, yeah, hope seeing you somewhere soon uh on a bike ride yeah we'll we'll be out there on the bike lane so if if not at some fair we uh we might run into each other out there and on our bikes thank you so much have a great day bye thank you Dirk. you too bye